What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Bushwick Breakaway is brought to you by our iTunes reviews. Gentlemen, ladies, children, grandpas, we are at 64 reviews. We need five more. Five more. Who's going to be? I'm going to read every single one next week. Thank you for listening. Let's get this started. Hey, Bushwick Breakaway fans, welcome to another week of the Bushwick Breakaway. I am your host, the most, Ryan Mead, my co-host, my lover, wait, my partner, <laughs> Greg Kaplan. Greg, say hello. Yeah, I uh, I made a mistake. I should have peed before we started. You definitely should have. That's on you. You have a nice yeah. You have a nice 30 minutes before we get to the Hefe. I... Jeffy interview, we bring our good friend Jeff on to talk a little bit of Devils, the hell of the Metro. He asks a really obscene question that's not suitable for work, so get ready for that. And, uh, and... And yeah, so what were you going to say, Greg? Sorry, I cut you off. Well, no, I'm just saying, uh, I, I mean, I don't, I, the thousands of people that listen to us, or I'm sorry, the hundreds, or I'm sorry, the, the dozens of I'm, people, I'm, no, sorry, I'm sorry, the five of you I'm listening sorry, to us the right millions now. of people who listen to Bullshit Breakaway. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm doing, uh, I'm being more aware of how much I weigh these days, oh, hey. which means I'm drinking a ton of water. Water guys. I, I'm, 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 I'm basically a pregnant woman. I'm going every 30 minutes. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it is a lot. I, I'm a big hydrate guy, but we'll get into another day. Rangers, my friend. Mm. The New York Rangers. Let's do a quick game recap, if you don't mind. Sure, go uh, for it. I'm, Hit me. Sh- I'm sure you don't. Let's talk about the first game, which we have, which was last week, which is the Dallas Stars game. We were recording during it, actually. Pavlik, uh, I would say, and I know you're going to flame me, had a very good game. Uh, I'm not going to flame you. You, you, said, you said what he did. The Rangers didn't deserve a point in that game, and they got one all because of Andres Pavlin. And Rick Nash. Two guys I've been a little tough on. I think that's yeah, fair yeah, to say. I would say so. I've been a little tough on both of them. And Rick Nash and, has really been shoving it in my unjustly. face this week, by the way. Yeah, both times unjustly. Pavlik's been shoving it in your face. I mean, we're going to talk about that in a second. He's going to be played more. I, I tuned into this game, and I believe the Rangers had eight shots, and the Dallas Stars had, like, 30. It was a slaughter. And so the worst game of the year. If you want, if you want a one sentence summary of that hockey game, it's the worst game the Rangers have played this year. Okay, here's uh, my other take from this game that I want to get out of the way because we like to do quick game recaps and then get all our takes out. Uh, okay, we so we put Matt Zuccarello out in the shootout first. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Every time yeah. Matt Zuccarello is in a shootout, he seems to score. I know that's not true, but he has that very slow move where he comes up and then does some quick shot, and it works. I don't know why it works, but it does. Then they send out and score. Uh, they sell a- a- Alexander Radulov comes out. He scores. Then all of a sudden, off the bench, comes our first line center at the time, David Deherney. And I'm like, what? Why is Deherney taking the shootout? I just we we have Rick Nash, right? We have we, we we've ha- talked we've talked about this before. It's one of those weird things where if you look at the overall sample, David Deherney good in shootouts. But if you break that down into how has David DeHarnay been the last two years in shootouts? Pretty fucking putrid. But I, I don't think it takes much for AV to – it's AV. We, we had the same gripe earlier this year where DeHarnay was the third guy to go for the Rangers where they absolutely needed a goal to keep the shootout alive, and he got stonewalled. AV has clearly not learned, 
and here we are. At the same time, it's hard. Like, yeah, I'm upset that DeHarnay took a shot in that. But again, the Rangers didn't even deserve a point in that game. The fact that they came away with a point is all because of Pavlik. Absolutely. He played out of his mind. And maybe this uh, – and I – all right, I'll eat some crow. He's been really good. He beat the Penguins. He got us a point in the Stars game. Maybe Benoit Allaire has finally started to work his magic, which he continues to do with our backup goalies, even though I still have a bad feeling about Pavlik. Or maybe Pavlik was in a shit situation last year, and he's not that bad that he was last year. Ever think of that? No, I didn't. Maybe he's just in a, maybe he's just in a better situation now. Is it a better situation when your defense is letting up 35 shots against you in the first period? It, it, as bad as the Rangers' defense is, it could be a better situation than he was in last year. Oh, okay. Um, let's move on to the second game, the Ottawa game. Is there ever a fun time watching a Ranger game versus the Ottawa Senators? Can't think of one. No, right? It's never been fun. And I'm not happy that you guys are losing or probably going to lose your generational defenseman. And that sucks. But it'll be much better playing against you in the future when he's not there. Because I don't think it will be. I think the Rangers will always suck against the Senators. I just don't understand. Is it their style of play? They're so boring to play against. They're so frustrating. And I, I, I guess it works for them, even though they're not, they play well against us, but not apparently everyone else. I, I do think part of it is their style of play. When you play the trap, it's just... It, it's hard to watch, but it's effective. Can't say it isn't effective in small doses. It is. I, I mean, we listen, they beat us in the playoffs last year, right? It, yeah. with, with whatever At they the did. same time, it, it, it has not been. I will quickly retort my own point by saying it has not been effective at all for the Senators this year. They've been dog shit. They had lost like 12 of 13 going into that game. Rangers should have never lost that game. And they are also they probably going to trade most everyone. Whatever, whatever, uh, whatever isn't held down by nails, and then they'll they'll rip up the nails and trade those too. Uh, that's not fun. Michael Grabner, another goal in this game, and along with Pavel Buchnevich. Uh Pavel, the Pavel Kreider connection seems to also stay intact for there, uh, and I'm excited to have Mika back. We'll talk about that in a minute. Michael Grabner continues to be an anomaly, uh, and his value is at an all time high once again. That and bring- the Rangers aren't going to trade him. They are not. We're going to bring him over to. Then we go to the Kings game where uh, Chris Kreider uh, takes his hog out and scores the first goal. And then suddenly the Rangers offense kind of comes to life again. Kevin Hayes scores a nice breakaway goal. Rick Nash puts the nail in the coffin. Again, making me eat, eat crow. Marion Gabrick was the o- Marion Gabrick, sorry, nailed that name, was the only really effective king in this game. He's, he was the person that created both goals for the Kings. The Kings are a tough team to beat, guys. They're not, they're not a run over. They're, they were first in their division right now, and that's a good solid win on a, on a, a start of a back-to-back. Yeah, and as bad as the Rangers looked against the Stars and the Senators, it, it you can't say they didn't look good against the Kings. They looked very good, and they deserved to win that game. Absolutely. Uh, quick question from this game. You know, there's been a, we've had a lot of empty netters this year. Am I wrong in saying that? JT, I, don't but- think it's, I don't think it's been a lot. I think it's been the Rangers have found themselves up by small margins late in games more times than not this year. Do you feel like the empty netters really kind of sort of in, like inflate some sp- certain player stats and maybe think you're like, like JT Miller got an empty netter here uh, and like it inflates his stats. You're like, well, that is that really a real goal? It, does it still counts, right? Like maybe like you're looking at Grabner, for example, who has like six empty netter goals this year. It kind of inflates and makes him look like a better player than he actually is if you're just looking at the basic stats. Yeah, but I think... Are you saying you're not a smart enough fan to do a little digging and I definitely go, am. Get, go a little bit below the numbers? No, I kind of am, I guess. I am not a smart enough fan. Um, but yeah, Grabner has I, – I just – I think there, there should be another category for that maybe in NHL.com. I'm just complaining. Whatever. Who cares? Let's go over to the Boston game, which is the back-to-back, and this is where we have to start complaining. Even though we won this game, uh, Henrik Lundqvist started a back-to-back on a time he really didn't need to, Greg. It, uh, second, second time in two weeks he started a back-to-back. We won. And I'm very happy about that. Let's get that out of the way. Uh, but again, not a deserved win. Rangers should have lost the shit out of that game. They got manhandled by the Bruins. It was manhandled. Not pretty. Absolutely. Just the first period. Did the Rangers have a shot on goal? Did the Rangers have a meaningful um, forecheck in the Boston Bruins zone? I don't think so. I, it was embarrassing how bad the Rangers played to begin that game. And the Michael Grabner goal was pure magic and a co- total coincidence. It hit off the backboard of the glass and it hit off Tukarask back. That was it. Yeah. Michael Grabner scored a goal without registering a shot on net. <laughs> Pretty impressive. That's why I'm saying Michael Grabner continues this magical season because it literally is that. No, the, the Rangers got – so at, when you look at it at the end of the week, the Rangers played four games and they got five points. Three of those points they did not deserve. 
That's true. They just, they deserved to get blown out by the Bruins. They should have gotten blown out by the Stars. And they played so poorly against the Senators that that loss is very much earned. They deserve to beat the Kings. But th- the fact that the Rangers come away from a four-game week with five points, goddamn miracle. It is. And we talk about this later with Jeff. But in the Metro, you can't – like if we had if we end up losing those, those games in overtime – like we're we're in a worse place right now. You can't afford to lose any games. I know we we kind of made fun of the quote unquote big game deal, but it kind of feels that way in a tough metro where we we have to put our best foot forward every night. We can't mail anything in. No, well let's start on that. We got like four things we need to talk about, and the, it, it was supposed to be three, but now that you brought up the big game point, I want to talk about the big game point. Okay. The thirty fifth game of the year cannot be a big game because if the thirty fifth game of the year is going to be a big game, then where do you draw the line? Where's the line? It is the second game of the year is just as important. It's one of the, I I hate this argument. Well, two points, Greg, in December is just as important as two points in March and April. Yeah, no fucking shit. But if we're gonna pl- start playing that rule, every game's important. Every game. If you're going to say that two points in December are just as good as two points in March, that means every game is equal in importance. And if we're gonna say that every game is equal in importance, then the Rangers resting Henrik Lundqvist for a game is no more it's no more important or less important than if you do it any other game of the year. Doesn't matter who you're playing. Two points against the Bruins count just as much as two points against the Canucks. That's true. But we're, we're not going to call a Canuck game a big game because they play in the Western Conference? And they suck. It doesn't make any sense. It's it's the most flawed argument that I've heard in a very long time. Elaine Vigneault is saying that Hank has to play a back-to-back twice in a one-week stretch because the games were "quote unquote" big games. If those games are big games, then never, never, never take Hank out. It's that simple. If you can't justify resting Hank on a back-to-back, play him eighty-two games a year. After Pavlik, by the way, showed that he could be a competent backup. Now you can and, trust the guy. Well, everyone but you, apparently. I don't trust anyway, him. But the second, then the the next argument is, and this will delve into our next point. Well, Henrik Lundqvist is eight known uh, in his second game of back-to-backs in his last eight games. That's great. Uh, if I play Russian roulette eight times in a row and I don't blow my brains out, that doesn't mean I should play it again a ninth time. But you would, because you're AV. Yeah, exactly. It's I, I hate that argument. Yeah, Henrik Lundqvist is great on the second night of back-to-backs. You still shouldn't play him in back-to-backs. Uh, He's 35 uh, years uh, old. Uh, yeah, Hank's a legend, you think? Yeah. Hank's pretty great, period. The end. <laughs> he's Congratulations. He's won his last eight games when he's played two days in a row. Yeah. That doesn't mean you should keep doing it. Wow. You have he's one going of the, to break down. You have one of the top ten goalies of all time? Wow. How does he do it? Like, uh, it's he's, simple. He's a goddamn legend. He's going to break down. And if Henrik Lundqvist breaks down, pack it up, boys. It's Season's over. over. Yeah. The Metro's too I'm strong. I'm jokingly, and I can't say this enough, it was a fucking joke when I went on Twitter and said – when the Rangers lost to the Senators, that Mika Zibanejad locked up MVP honors. Kidding, guys. It was the 30th or 30 – it was somewhere in the 30s game of the season. If you're making big claims about MVP, it said tongue-in-cheek. And if you need me to explain tongue-in-cheek, I'll throw a fucking book at your face. Oh my God. Anyway, um, <laughs> Henrik Lundqvist is without question the yeah. most important Ranger, not just this year, but any year. And if you lose Henrik Lundqvist for any extended period of time, the Rangers are so screwed that it almost doesn't even make sense to show up some nights. It doesn't. Because as great as Pavlik was against the Stars, and I think Pavlik is a perfectly fine backup goalie, Eh. which has been my claim since Eh. the summertime. Eh, Not so much. I don't want Pavlik starting six games in a row. I just want Hank to get a fucking break. I don't know why it's so hard. I'm happy we won. Of course I am. Matt Zuccarello scores the OT goal with his patented freeze wrist shot kind of hesitation. And fuck, I love Zook. He's the best, man. There's, he's, I love everything about him. That Kreider hug at the end when he picks him up, my, my heart, it melts. Yeah, I want to know what that kind of love is at some point in my life. I want to know what love is. I don't know where that came from. But uh, just listen, we caught fire. Fire? We caught magic in a bottle when Talbot started for us and was maybe one of the best goaltenders for that stretch in the NHL. That's not going to happen again, guys. We need to keep Hank healthy for this entire season if we want a chance. Hank knows he has two chances left, right? I think he knows. I think he knows he has this year and next year, and that's probably his window. We've been saying that for two years. We've been on the air. 
on the air, on the download, on the podcast, on the feed, my friend. There are incredibly easy times for you to identify on a schedule when you can play Pavlik. Uh, One time is on the tail end of a back-to-back. Another time is when your opponent is on the tail end of a back-to-back. So, for example, just know your schedule. If you want Hank in goal against an Eastern Conference opponent, play Pavlik against the Kings. Or if you... When Hank starts in goal Tuesday night, which is probably when you're listening to this podcast, you've probably already read my Twitter rant about how Pavlik, this is a layup game for him to start. It's against a Western Conference opponent. The Ducks will be on the second night of a back-to-back. They'll be coming off a game against the Devils. Perfect time to put Pavlik in goal and keep Hank rested for the game against the Devils. It is perfect. Could not be set up better for the Rangers. And I, I would bet an unknown amount of money that Henrik is starting in goal on I, Tuesday. I, we have no information on that, and I, I kind of agree with you. I was going to say, let's go through the schedule really quick for this week. You know, we have the Ducks uh, tonight when you guys are listening to this, probably, if you download it on Tuesday, followed by the Rangers-Devils game at the Prudential Center on Thursday. Greg will be there with our friend Hefe, who is coming up as a guest. And then I will be at the Maple Leafs-Ranger games at MSG on Saturday in a Santa costume. If you want to take pictures with me, look for the guy in the Santa costume. Uh, and I think Hank probably starts all three of these games. Probably. <sighs> The game that makes perfect sense for Pavlik to start is easily Tuesday. Easily. It, it Ducks are on the second of a back-to-back. You just – you played – you had six games in nine days. You played Hank five times. So you got you to gotta get Pavlik uh, – the, the best is AV before that stretch started. He's like, well, we got to get Pavlik in two of these games. He played him once. Yeah. And I bet you it was reluctantly that he played him the one time. How much influence do you think Hank has on if he plays or not? Do you think Hank goes to, goes to AV and like, I'm playing, I feel good? I, I don't know. I, I mean, it would be irresponsible of me to put words in Henrik Lundqvist's mouth. It would, but that's but what I we're here to you, do. I, w- I would bet anything that every time Elaine Vigneault goes up to Hank and says, Hank, how you feeling? Hank's not going to say he's, he could use a break. Yeah, why would he? That's he's, true. Not, he's not that kind of athlete. No. That's why it is dumb for coaches to let players dictate when and how they play. A coach is there to manage a team. So manage your team. Don't let your if, if you're gonna let the players manage themselves, just get rid of fucking AV. All right, well, we'd be better off if Henrik was just the man, the coach anyway. God damn, I just remembered something. I didn't work on my AV impression not once, even though Kurt reminded me. I hate myself. All right, let's talk about management. How about that? What's sure. this is our weekly AV rant? You guys ready? Okay, I hope they're ready. But this entire podcast is a weekly AV rant. It, it's literally pretty much the Bluetooth Breakaway, a weekly AV rant. Uh, <laughs> followed Bo- by nonsense. Boo Nieves is a seventh defenseman? Question mark. Well, no. So anytime a healthy player skates in practice, they put him as the yes, seventh. Yes, I'm defense. aware of that. Okay, I, I didn't know with you sometimes. Okay. You say some pretty outlandish stuff on this podcast. Um, but before we go into Boo, let's talk about people accuse us of not being overly positive on this podcast. I am glad that Mika Zibanejad is back. Oh. As, I mean, as much as I love Butch and Kreider by themselves, they sorely missed Mika Zibanejad. I don't think this is a hot take. <laughs> like, oh, oh yeah, I'm super excited our 1C is back. And hopefully he's okay and recovered from the concussion symptoms that could linger. Uh, it I'm, is. The Rangers are, and I, 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 again, it was half-joking when I made the Mika Zibanejad as the Rangers team MVP. But I, there is no, I don't think there is a more important forward on this Rangers team than Mika Zibanejad. How about this? We take David DeHarnay, who was a top-line center with Zibanejad out, and we put him right to the fourth line immediately, and we take maybe one of our most solid players, Boone Nieves, and take him out of the lineup. I just am very confused. Doesn't make any sense. Um, there are coherent and logical arguments you can make for um, David DeHarnay to remain in this lineup over Paul Carey. And even Jimmy VC, who yeah. just hasn't looked good I, yeah. in the last week of play. Actually, can we talk about yeah. Jimmy VC real quick? Sure. I think maybe, you know, we we fell to the, I maybe not us, but a lot of Rangers fans in general, fell to the media hype of Jimmy VC would be something more than he is. I think he's turned out even less than what I've sort of expected him to be. Uh, it seems like he is sort of a fourth line player. And maybe that's because the way we have used him. But he's never developed into maybe, you know, some people thought he was a top six winger. He's not really even that. I don't see, like, he could probably use some time off right now, and I could put DeHarnay on the wing with Bunevis in the center. I, I I know they don't want to sit him because he's kind of was a crown jewel of a college prospect. Maybe that's part of it. Or maybe it's because he got his teeth knocked out for this team. I can't, I don't know why. But 
for me right now, he'd be the guy I'd sit even over Paul Carey, which is crazy. Yeah, I I would prefer to keep VC in the lineup just because again the upside is always there with him and Paul Carey. We just we just know what it is. But you're right. I, I you could make a very logical and coherent argument to say that right now Paul Carey is more suited and better fit to play on the fourth line over Jimmy VC. It he's he's been he's been more consistent. That's for sure. The peaks and valleys with Jimmy VC this season have been nauseating. Um, it, it hasn't been a great year for him. And outside of that first like three, four week stretch last year, this has kind of been Jimmy VC. He, he's been this. It's, it's one of those weird things where I know VC doesn't want to go to the AHL, but if any guy could use just a six week sabbatical to get his game right in Hartford, Jimmy VC. I actually don't hate that idea. It's weird that I don't hate it. I'm like, wow. it's never, it's never gonna happen. It'll yet. never happen. But I, I don't hate it. Like, send him down, play him on the first line when Heedle gets back. Just get him, get his game right. Have Heedle have a nice playing partner. Just I, that seems like it would be a nice development time for VC. It'll never ever happen. But, it, but it'll never happen. Um, and to to circle back to the point, it's not. I, I personally would scratch David DeHarnay. Um, I have said on this podcast that I don't think it's his fault, and I still. 100% maintain that point. I think DeHarnay has been criminally misused by Elaine Vigneault this season, and I think it's a little unfair to expect him to do things that honestly should not have been the expectation for him when the Rangers signed him. I think it's crazy unfair to put him at 1C. Like, that's <laughs> that is the guy who almost didn't make it in the league last year. You're gonna Drew, put him- Drew and I had a long argument about DeHarnay being at the 1C even for one game, and my argument was there's no such thing as just one game. I knew DeHarnay was sitting there as long as Zibanejad was out, and we got what we got, which was a really disjointed line. And then AV finally makes some adjustments with his center depth, and for whatever reason, he didn't touch DeHarnay. He moves he moves Hayes away from Nash, which was a perfect pairing. He moved Miller away from Zuccarello, which was a perfect pairing. And David DeHarnay sat his ass on that top line, and quite honestly, they just haven't looked the same without – they were never going to look the same without Mika Zibanejad, but they looked ineffective. I agree. And that's mostly, in my mind, DeHarnay. Anyway. And yet this team continues to perform in a really tough Metro. We've we've been complaining without even addressing Boone Nieves, so I want to address that perfectly. Yep. Nieves has been perfect as the Rangers' fourth-line center. He's been a revelation, and it is really weird to get this worked up and angry – about someone playing fourth-line minutes for a hockey team that, as you said, has been wildly successful for the most part over the last six weeks. But the fact that A.V. looks at everything that has happened to the Rangers since the Mika Zibanejad injury and decides that Bunievis is the guy that should take a seat when Zibanejad comes back is just another example that this guy has no fucking clue. Zero. He doesn't have a clue. What is going on? What What is he missing? Boo, is, Boo has been a force on zone exits and zone entries as a fourth-line center. And you can make the case, if anything, when the Rangers shuffled their centers, Nieves could have deserved the look between Buchnevich and Kreider. He's been that effective and good. I wouldn't have hated he, it. Why not try it for a game or two? You know what? We don't know, why what, not? We don't know what Bu Nieves is. Like, yeah, we kind of know that he's uh, a fourth-line center, could play at the three, but I'd rather try him there than Darnay. And you know what? If you even want to – the Rangers' center depth is clearly their – I mean, it's not their biggest flaw. The defense is a whole fucking – Yeah, let's – we haven't even talked about it's, that. It's, it's a mess it's and a, mess. a half. Yeah. But I, I don't know how you – if you want to keep David DeHarnay at center, I still don't know how you take Bunievis out of the lineup completely and not put him on a wing over Carrier VC. Bunievis, in my mind, has been firmly one of the Rangers' top ten forwards which means that there's always a spot for him in the lineup. And I, again, this isn't me trying to say Bunievis is a 20-goal a scorer, a 45-point player. It's not. Bunievis is just really good at what he does. And the Rangers don't have enough players in this lineup that are simply really good at what they do. And it might be really good for 10 to 12 minutes a night, but that's 10 or 12 minutes a night you don't have to worry about him. And the fact that Elaine Vigneault, is, he's just watching a different game. We're not watching the same game. We're not evaluating the same sport. We're having two different – he's talking in French. I'm talking in English. And we're just not – he's not on the same page with anything the Rangers should be doing. And this is why we rant about him every week because it's just illogical. I, I wish it was just like a personal vendetta I had against him. 
I would love to love Elaine Vigneault. Yeah, I miss it. I miss, just, I miss the times I used to like him. He's, he's, it's just illogical, and it's a, it's a constant, inexplainable roster decision. This isn't the first thing that we've said is illogical about Elaine Vigneault this year. Off the top of my head, there's Hank's usage. There's Boo. Um, there's DeHarnay playing on the first line center. Stephen Camper. Uh, Stephen fucking Camper. Nick Holden playing top defensive minutes with Ryan McDonough. Brandon Smith being scratched uh, night after night after signing a big contract as a free agent. Anthony D'Angelo um, getting demoted to Hartford. Philip Hedo playing a total of seven minutes in the two games the Rangers played him this year. Yeah, that's, that's eight that's, right there. That's yeah. eight. I just named him. It's December that was easy, fucking by 8th the way. or 19th. So I don't even know what day it is. Yeah. It's the 18th. But Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. I, just... I, I have no words for Mr. A.B., Mr. Elaine Vigneault. What do I even do with you, my friend? I would love – you know what? Open invite. Vigneault, come on this podcast. Defend yourself. Call me a fucking – call me a twat. I won't even yell at you. Just defend yourself. Just like, w- explain your shit. And explain it better than – like, say something. Listen, I just think just- he would say to you, if I'm him, I like these are the players I trust. I see these guys more than anyone. I know what they're like in practice. These are my guys. I went with my gut. That's it. I think it's what I'd say to you. And I, I, would, I would rip him apart for saying that. Your, your gut doesn't win fucking hockey games. But suddenly, it's, you know, I don't want to play devil's advocate here. Hey, nice, oh, hey, oh, nice plug wow. for Jeffy. Nice job, Incredible. Ryan. Natural. Um, the Rangers are good. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're competitive. Are they, though? Yes. They're competitive. I, I, I'd, I'd stop short of saying they're good. If the Rangers like- make the, let me put it this way. With as many teams that are better than the Rangers that are going to make the playoffs this year, I don't have much faith in the Rangers doing more outside of the first round. Yeah. This team, this team, as it stands right now, with the coach that they have, it, it smells like a first round exit. It doesn't smell that way. But I'm going to stay optimistic, and I say second, Greg. There's where I am. A second round exit. A classic Rangers second round exit. You, you got me. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else we want to touch on for the Rangers? Uh, we touched Boo, we touched Mika, we touched Hank, and we ranted about AV. So yeah, I think we phrasing. checked all the boxes. Phrasing, phrasing, phrasing. Um, let's go over to our good friend, uh, Hefe Jeff, Jeff Bolinski, who uh, is our local Devils fan, been on the podcast for a while. Guys, before we go over to Jeff, I want to mention one more time, five podcast reviews away from 69 reviews. Five on iTunes. Get out there. Five of you. That's all I'm asking. There's five of you left. I know that, I know you could do it. Just leave, uh, listen, the next five, I'll, I'll pick a good one out of them. And I'll read it on air. I'll say your name. Wow, cool no, guy. Read, read, all, read all five. Yeah, I'll read all five. Okay. Read all okay. five. They're five. If, if if we're saying five is a small number, yeah. read all five. I'll, I'll read all five and I'll react. Doesn't matter. Unless it's in Japanese, like two of you people have posted. Jorge yeah, Google Translate, bro. I can't, you can't even copy it. If the iTunes doesn't allow you to copy the reviews. Otherwise, I would translate. Yeah, you you got to find a way. Right, I got to find a way. Don't do that. I know you're all going to type in Japanese. Please don't. Uh, the five, five reviews, please. 69. We're almost there. And then once that happens, we have a bunch of announcements for Patreon. We're going to change a bunch of stuff. It's going to be fun. Uh, let's move over to, to Hefe. Jeffy. Heavy. Ooh. And then uh, we asked an inappropriate question at some point. It's probably going to offend you. Maybe not. Who cares? I don't know. Bye-bye. Transition. Transition. And we're back with our first and only guest today, our dear friend, Hefe. Jeffy, what's up, Jeff? How's it going, guys? Well, I'm so excited to be the only guest. Yeah, welcome back. You know, it's a great honor when you're an exclusive guest on Blue Switch Breakaway. Only most guests have done it. So this is your an exclusive club. I mean, there's so many people I want to thank. Yeah. Uh, do you want to thank God first? John Skipper, uh, Roger Goodell, Oof. anyone else? Oof. <laughs> Oof. Uh, Gregory Kaplan. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Without how, him, I, I wouldn't be where oh, I am today. Oh, that's true. Thank Greg, too. These are all people in the same category, right? Because we all have substance. Pretty evil, even even levels for me. (laughs) Um, We brought you on today to talk about sort of your favorite team, the Devils, and the hell that is the Metro. What the fuck is happening? It's terrible, right? Yeah, it's not great. So I I send Greg a screenshot of the standings pretty much once a week now. I I was going to say I was going to say every day. I feel like I get it from you every day. (laughs) It's anytime I notice that the Metro. All three, you know, teams that get in plus the two wild cards plus the next three teams after it are all Metro teams in the Eastern Conference. It's just absolutely ridiculous. It's pretty much the Metropolitan. All the, every single team is in contention, and then the Lightning and the Leafs. That's the whole East. That's the entire East. Yeah, and when the Bruins finally catch up to the number of games as everybody else, they might have a decent point point number as well. How are they only at thirty games? <laughs> 
What is the fucking scheduling problem? It's it's been all season like this. But actually, while we're talking about the Metro being ridiculous, it's also to note that the Central Division is also absolutely insane, and they have even higher point totals. It's just not every team one through eight, or I guess yeah, they're one through eight now, or is the Pacific one through eight? <laughs> the, I don't know. The Predators and the Blues. Be, well, the Predators being at forty six points in thirty two games is actually ridiculous because the Blues are at of forty six at thirty five. It's it's absolutely not, but the Metro is just as bad, and Stacked. it's probably more of a crapshoot with the Metro than it is with the Central, I would say. Absolutely. Yeah, because exactly. the Rangers are four points out of first place, and I think four points out of last place, too. <laughs> we are, yeah, that's true. At, at the time of this recording, 645 on a Monday, we are four points either way. So, guys, we could be out of the playoffs or we're in the playoffs. I don't know if our team's good or not. Pretty sure we're good, but I can't tell. I don't think we're that good. Uh, anyway, okay. speaking, speaking of teams that I don't think that are that good, uh, the hey, New Jeff. Jersey Devils team. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, Ouch. No, I, I've uh, the last couple of weeks, and not just on this podcast, on other podcasts we've been on, Ooh, um, I've, I've been saying if there's going to be a team currently in the top three in the Metropolitan Division that will not finish anywhere near that ranking, I, I just I think the Devils have too many holes. Conv- convince me otherwise. All right, I will say that I don't think your statement is that outlandish. <laughs> I would probably I would probably agree that the Devils have the highest variance in outcomes as far as the season can go. Um, whether or not they're a legitimate contender for a playoff spot and, you know, possibly one of those top three in the in the Metro, I think it's really up to the team and how they're going to play. But if you're going by, like, team history and, you know, pedigree of players and coaches, et cetera, um, you're obviously going to lead more towards the other teams and even the Penguins, you know, to probably be one of those teams that will jump into there. But I-, I, I believe in them. I, we've been hurt the last few weeks, and we probably played some of our worst hockey, and we're still getting points. Um, it's really just whether or not the team could step up when they need to. And I've I've been with you since opening night that I thought the Devils were going to be better this year than people were going to give them credit for. I think the rebuild was ahead of what many people were saying. It was this was a very interesting team, and so far it seems like almost everything has gone right. It just it the team's still very young. You can see the warts a little bit more clearly now than you could six weeks ago. It just – this team is much better than I thought they would be this year. And I, I had high – expect well, not high expectations for them. I thought they were going to be like an 85-point team, which compared to the good. year before is a big jump. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, yeah, I, did, I, not, I, I did not expect you guys to have 41 points through your first, like, 35 games. And I don't, I don't think you would find many Devils fans that actually, like – would have put money down on that same outcome as well. I think it's been a very pleasant surprise to the the Devils fan base as a whole. I mean, the the combination of rookies that have been performing for them, Jesper Bratt, Will Butcher, uh, Nico Heischer, and then even Blake Coleman is like a very su- like significant por- piece of this team. And he's actually on the second line with Zajac and Gibbons now, which, I mean, you'll probably laugh and be like, oh, that's not even a real second line. But that's our second line, and they've been performing – like out of their minds. But the problem like that I, I feel as a fan for this team is like I'm worried about how much hope they're giving me. And it's not that I don't believe Ooh. in them or I, you know, you know, revolutions are built on hope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. A, a new hope, really. Maybe. Nice. Um, I with reference. And it's not but it's it's like now I feel like this team should make the playoffs after a certain point in the season. It's not gonna be no longer um, you know, oh, this is great, we should just be happy with what we're getting, and even if they miss the playoffs, you know, whatever, we had fun along the way, and the team is showing signs of growing for the future, it's going to be more of a disappointment rather than a surprise if we do I, you know, end up missing out on the playoffs. I will say, though, I think the thing that will maybe lessen the blow if it does happen is just how much of a fucking monster the Metro is. The Devils could have a 95-point season and not make the playoffs in this division. I mean, it, it's you lose like three games in a row, and all of a sudden you're in last place. It's there's there's no there's no wiggle room there, and you know the season is still young, and barely any Metro teams have played each other. A majority, if not like seventy five percent of you know the Metro's interdivisional play is still yet to be had. If not for nothing, it makes for the some really fucking interesting hockey coming up. I'm in I'm in a cursing mood today. I've said fuck like four times already. Pretty pretty exclusive. Uh even the Capitals right now are eight and two in the last ten, and they're in the lead by two points. And they have a game on they they played thirty four games where the rest of us have all played thirty three for the most part, except for the Penguins. So 
like you said, we could be on a losing streak, either of us, the Devils or the Rangers, in the next week, and we'll be in last place. A little bit. What the hell is happening? Do we sell? The, uh, that's going to be a, a point coming up for the Rangers if we sell or not, especially with Michael Grabner's value being back to where he was last year. Uh, a piece yeah, we could definitely I, trade off. Ryan, they're not selling. We, I feel like we have this conversation. We We've do. been doing this podcast two plus years. We've had this conversation each year. Th- this management doesn't sell. It does not. If they don't sell. They didn't sell. They had a perfect opportunity to sell Yandel. They didn't do it. When they should have sold Yandel, they added pieces in Eric Stahl. They could have sold Grabner last year. Uh, they're not going to sell Nash this year. They're not going to sell. It's the Rangers. They they want to make the playoffs. You know what you guys should do? You should get one of these Ray Shiro's that they've been giving around to. The, the, Ray, the Ray Shiro guy who somehow trades older pieces for young talent? It's it's unbelievable. How does he, how do he pull great. that Henrique trade off? Uh, probably by Tanya Harding, a bunch of Anaheim players, so that they had nobody <laughs> to put on the ice. That was literally it. He was like, how about I take one of your best young defensemen, and you take a center that's been on this team forever. What was your yeah, reaction one of to that, the best, by the way? But not, not the best. Uh, by the way, I'm happy with the Vatanen trade so far, even though he has yeah, no. Let, let's talk about that. We haven't talked to you on the podcast since the Vatanen for Henrik trade. That That's a, like, whatever you feel about Adam Henrik, it's a big fucking trade. I, I feel a lot of a lot of things about Adam Henrik, and I think it's a trade that also got you know the rest of the league talking as well. And the reaction was overall this is a pretty decent trade for both teams, and you know everybody got what they needed. They got more depth at the forward when they you know don't have players to really ice right now. They had plenty of defensemen. Oh, my Devils dog, my are very. Bark, I guess sorry. That's no worries. Uh, the Devils are very short on defensemen, especially depth wise, um, and you know. I think that it's showing as long as he keeps getting, you know, time with the team, the first few games were a little iffy um, in terms of his, you know, ability to play with the rest of the players that have already been there. Um, I guess chemistry would be a word for that that I'm trying to think of. Um, But now that he's gotten a few more practices under his belt, it's really, you know, starting to shake out really well for the defensive side. And I'm, I'm really happy with what I'm seeing, even though I miss Henrik terribly. And he's, he's playing uh, against us tonight. You know, a similar in Jersey too, right? Yes. A similar thing happened to the Rangers. We traded this center named Derek Stepan, and we got back a defenseman who I'm really happy with. Uh, yeah, never really loved that trade, and I think uh, Greg would back me up on that. I'm being the most sarcastic possible. (laughs) He doesn't even play for us. (laughs) He doesn't even play. He got literally nothing back. We got literally nothing. We got a pile of dog shit. I don't. don't, You got Shattenkirk though, right? Yeah, that's what that trade is? Uh, not really. Yeah. I don't. I don't want. We tweeted there for a second. Look, I. Everyone dislikes that trade for various reasons, and I feel like it's becoming a very Ranger fan thing to just pile on that trade when there are so many other issues going. That's on. That's me. Um, yeah, and you're also the fucking idiot who keeps saying bad things about Pavlik when he's been perfectly fine this I year. I still feel like perfectly he's, fine, Ryan. He's not good. <laughs> he's not. You have nothing. To, you have nothing to back that up with this. Year. I just have a gut feeling. Sometimes you just check the eye test. Okay, in the Dallas game, he was fucking insane. Yes, you're right. Wow, the cursing was, on my mouth. He today. had 40 saves against the Penguins, and he won. Yeah, that's true. I mean, recently he's been good. Here's an idea. Okay. Don't have your team give up 40 shots when your backup is in net. Oh, that Jeff, unbelievable, revolutionary take. hockey analyst. Uh, Don't worry, the Devils have a hard time with that too. So yeah, who? Uh, yeah, we we played keep the kid. I, I miss Keithy. Uh, and by miss him, I mean, I just, why don't you sign with us, Keith? Yeah, I know, you, him, I know I mean, you don't you listen. You never but... had the chance. <sighs> Unbelievable. Jeff, who has the worst defense, the Devils or the Rangers? And why is it uh, the Devils? It's it's the Devils. Um, I, I, but their, their defensive problems don't really stem from, like, the defensive players making terrible decisions themselves. It's more the team just gets lazy and chases stupid pucks and leaves – players wide open in front of the net as you saw in the Rangers game I don't know how many chances we just double teamed along the boards or left in the front of the net to go chase somebody else and left it wide open um for you guys just right out in front and even the same thing in the overtime game uh the other night I showed I sent you a picture about the terrible defense against I I watched your heartbreak in that gif oh my god it's it's three on three you know overtime is three on three is it probably best to not have all three of your players on the boards against one of the defending players? Because that means that the other two guys are wide open mm. and with nobody around them for plenty of ice. I don't know, Jeff. Seems like a legit strategy to me. It's it's. It, I don't even know what the best case scenario of that play is that you now have the puck along the boards with nobody to pass it to. Wonderful. And I, 
makes zero sense. It, yeah, look, if if I had a chance to do anything on a hockey team, it would be play one on three and leave my two other guys open on the ice. Yeah, that's what I would do every time. I mean, maybe not in your defensive zone. No, that's uh, what I would. That's what I would but, do. But definitely in the offensive zone. Uh, Let's do has, a little. Oh, go ahead, Greg. I was going to ask: Has Nico Heischer been better than your expectations? Uh, yes, and he's only gotten better every game. The, the beginning of the season, it was like, all right, maybe he's playing above his abilities, and you know, he's getting really gassed after even like a few shifts in the game. He's like breathing really heavy on the bench. We're like, all right, maybe he's not really, you know, going to be a top line player for a long term. Maybe he can't handle the minutes, and he has just blossomed into somebody that I trust. When he's out on the ice, you know, even if he makes a mistake now and then, um, I think he was one of the players that left the front of the net in to get lead to I think the Foscal against you guys, and um, you know, on the faceoff, he's gotten better every game for a while there. They were putting Taylor Hall in over him um, to take the faceoffs, but now Nico's had more of a, a a role in that, and he's just you know he's putting up points. You know, he's looking like one of the best players on the ice. He's you know, playing with confidence, deking out other players, and he's not afraid to go against anybody. Um, in the Kings game the other night, uh, when Hall got the knee-to-knee hit, uh, which he'll now be returning from tonight for the first time, um, you know, him and Brat went right after him, uh, the guy that hit him. I can't remember which King it was. Um, but he, he's not afraid to stand up for his teammates. You know, he has a team-first mentality. You know, everybody talked about his character and how he's always like, you know, I don't care if I score a goal, I only care if we win type of thing. Uh, maybe his stats will reflect that, but... Um, I'd rather them have W's than anything like that. And the kid's just been absolutely great uh, among, like, a amazing class of rookies that we have this year. Seems like every year we have an amazing class of rookies now. Uh, and I'm, su- I'm assuming that trend will continue. I, I'm, I'm just talking about the Devils rookies. I don't care about – There's. I don't think there's anybody else from his draft class in the NHL right now. Uh, yeah. Nolan Patrick's not hanging around? Uh, uh, he was injured maybe for a little bit. Um, I think Nolan Patrick's hanging around. But you're, you're right. There, I – I'd be hard. Yamamoto, I think, saw some games with the Oilers too. It's it's the thing is I'm like about I'm checking on this Patrick thing. Right okay, now. sounds good. Uh, who's the team right now in the Metro that you would would not want to play in the playoffs and that you would want to play? Uh, right now, I would say I don't want to play Columbus uh, because we probably played one of our worst games of the year um, against them, mm-hmm. and it was a, in a back to back game. Uh, you know, home and home, like two days apart. Um, no, it was like three days apart. But either way, uh, the Devils didn't really change anything between those games, and I think that Hines got out coached by Torts, uh, quite a bit. Um, so I would be pretty afraid to see them over a seven-game stretch. And you know, I think Torts would maybe one step ahead of Hines for now. And I think, uh, the players that they have, uh, Panarin had like five primary assists on five goals in that game, which was mm. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, he's been ridiculous for them. What a trade! Um, what a trade that's worked out to be. It's terrible for the Blackhawks, and I absolutely love it. Oh, uh, you think? Like, they traded the, one of the rookie of the year, the rookie of the year, like, two years ago for a guy that used to be on the team. Great. Yeah, they're like, oh, we want we want to just try and recreate the old cup run with Saad and now and Sharp, and none of them are really working out for him. It's absolutely uh, hilarious. You, if, over the last 27 games, how many goals do you think Patrick Sharp has? Zero. Uh, it's one. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Just, fant- just a fantastic trade for the Blackhawks. Way to go, guys. What's uh, who do you think the weakest team in the Metro is? Well, who would you want to play right now? Um, uh, who would I want to play? I think the answer it's, is the Flyers, right? But in the in the playoff picture, it's the Islanders. Right, the Islanders are completely beatable. The thing is, everyone's semi in the playoff picture, but I guess you would say the Islanders, yes. Yeah, I think the Islanders probably have the worst goaltending. Well, they have, um, they have two goaltenders, not and you have two goaltenders, you don't have one, right? Exactly. Uh, it's better than having three like they tried last year. Right. Um, I will say Bar- Barzal is the truth, though. That guy does something special every night. He's I was been... really disappointed they sent down Hosang, though. They're fucking Hosang. I think there was like a you know a holiday thing with that, you know, Ho-Ho-Ho-Hosang. Oh, jeez. Uh, I'm going to ignore the fact that you said that. I honestly... I, I, <laughs> Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Oh, thank you. I don't know what night it is. I'm such a great Jew. It's probably four. Um, it's probably four, right? It's four. Oh, is it no, six? I think, it's, I think it's like six. Let's okay. Let's guess what night of Hanukkah is. Last Tuesday was the first night. Nights of Hanukkah. Hanukkah. It's seven. It's the seventh. Oh, okay. Congratulations. I think think it's the sixth. (laughs) All right. I I have no idea. This This is this is what's the name of that that website where it tells you how Jewish people are? (laughs) Jew Jew or or not Jew? Jew or not Jew? What's the Jew or not Jew on you right now? If you get this wrong. 
a, a two. Yeah, um, this, welcome to an episode of Bad Juice with Greg Kaplan. Uh, no, but going back to Hosang, that guy has all the talent in the world, and I feel like the Islanders are finding a way to screw it up. There's no reason for him to be in Bridgeport anymore. No, at I mean, some point you just have to play him. Yeah, I, 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 the kid's electric when he's out Definitely. there, but Barzal is far exceeding him, and that top line is pretty scary. Definitely the sixth night, by the way, in case you're wondering. Oh, hey, so I was right. So yeah. I'm back up to like a 37. Nice, nice job on being a 37 Jude, Greg. Appreciate um, it. Yeah, Barzal, as good as Heischer's been, I, I think Barzal's getting that Calder this year. I don't think it's much of a competition. Even. Is Keller still in the running? I don't. I haven't looked at his point totals. He's, he's tailed off like everyone else on the poor Arizona Coyotes. But he's not scoring a goal a night, which is what he was doing earlier this year. Yeah. Well, the thing um, is, if, how motivated can you be on that team? Come on, guys. Clayton Keller's a beast. I I don't think it takes much to motivate him. I just think teams now know Clayton Keller's a beast, and they're just double. They're they're making the Coyotes have someone else score, and it's working perfectly because they're not going to let teams are no longer letting Clayton Keller be the guy that beats them. If the Coyotes are going to win a game, it has to be like Stepan or Duclair. Has Duclair been performing? I've been paying attention Uh, to the Coyotes. I I don't think he's been what. I have always hoped and dreamed he would be, but I, I mean, he's still young. He's been in the league. He's been around like four years and I think he's only 23. It's true. I don't, I mean, I wish I could say I miss him a ton, but Uh, I miss him a ton. Our forward depth is not really what the problem is right now. Not really our wing. We don't really have a wing problem. Got a set of problem. Uh, For the record guys, uh, Nolan Patrick, no longer on the flyers right now. Okay. Mm. Oh, wait. Okay, uh, we're waiting. Do, 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 I don't know. Do, 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 uh, he do. is. Okay, welcome back. <laughs> Sorry about that. Welcome back, Nolan Patrick. Really nailed that one. Um, so you guys are going to the game together on Thursday. Is that correct for the Devils? That is correct. I uh, it's it's the it's the bet payoff. I I lost to Jeff last year in DraftKings, and I owe him a Rangers Devils game. So we are going on Thursday. I'm sure in Jersey. I, I should say. I'm sure that'll be an absolutely wonderful time. Where one of you will be absolutely miserable afterwards. I, I think it'll be an awesome game. I've never been to a Rangers-Devils game before, and I am so excited to do it. And I'm never miserable when I'm with Jeff. Oh, that's so nice. You guys are best friends. Let's talk about uh, SportsCenter and ESPN. <laughs> oh, you really uh, want to go into this? All right. Yeah, I kind of do, to be honest. Let's okay. go, let's peel back the, court, the curtain a little bit. Um, well, hold on. Now, Jeff doesn't have uh, Facebook. Jeff, do you know that ESPN president John Skipper resigned today? I didn't, I didn't know that. Okay. Okay. Um, we're going to peel back the curtain a little bit. I, uh, we've been trying to up our guest profile, and that's why we brought Jeff on today. So we're trying to get big-time guests in the future. So we got Jeff now. That was a good get. But I messaged Greg the day that the Butchergrass stuff came out. Like, hey, Greg, I think we should try and get Butchergrass on. And I hadn't heard the news yet. Um, so that was a little embarrassing because Greg was like, uh, buddy, you should Google. I did. Uh, then, I, then I sent Greg a bunch of pictures of me with my shirt off, which was nice. And then after that... Uh, all of a sudden, the Matthew Berry scandal came out. More scandals about ESPN came out. And today, Skipper retired out of nowhere, citing substance abuse after he signed a contract extension, quote-unquote, earlier this year. Are we about to see a lot more come out of ESPN? Because that's what it feels like. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And that's the thing. I don't know where – you don't know where any of these things are going to come from next. Uh it, it's just a lot of people doing a lot of bad things that they shouldn't have been doing. And now people are finally, and kudos to the people brave enough to step brave. Brave may come off as the wrong word, but it's yeah. courage to step up and tell people what the hell has been going on. And those people deserve a lot of credit for that. I, nobody knows where the next thing's coming next. Um, and unfair of us to point, it does feel like anytime someone steps down that it, it's going to eventually be it, a, some kind of sexual misconduct. It certainly feels that way. But if look, if we're gonna flame, if we're gonna flame ESPN, we have to flame your boy Bill Simmons. The president of the Bill Simmons Media Group is on indefinite leave because at the NFL Network he was doing things he shouldn't have been doing. Yep. I mean, we have to flame everybody. That's the whole. That's 2017, right? Anybody who's done anything gets flamed forever. Uh, and well, let me ask you this: like, which sports personalities like would? Devastate you the most to find out. Dude, everyone I, I've ever liked this year has come out as being uh, – as sexual allegations against them. So I'm – right, but like if Sam Rosen, like if oh there were allegations god. against him, would you be oh like, oh my god, Jim. oh, I'm devastated? Like, yes. How could I not be? Um, I, like what are your rankings on that? I don't know. The, so my whole thing is the one I fear about every day because I, I think there's a chance just based on his track record. Uh, I go to bed every night worrying that something's going to come out about Keith Hernandez. 
Oh, oh that's a good one. That's yeah. That's it, tough. He's. I mean, think think about this. If Keith made the comments he made on a Mets broadcast in San Diego ten years ago, when he saw a woman in the Padres dugout and said, "What's she doing in the dugout? She needs to get back in the kitchen." Mm, nice Keith, job, Keith would be like exiled yep. from SNY. Absolutely. So it worries me that something with Keith is going to come up. I, it would be hard. It would be heartbreaking. Met broadcasts are exponentially better every time Keith Hernandez is on them. I, Sam Rose is up there for me. Uh, I think that. Well, I, Sam or Sam or uh, Micheletti higher for you? No, Micheletti's higher for me. Yeah. I I need Micheletti to balance out some of the things Rosen says. I uh, if Micheletti if it comes out against Micheletti I. I'm not feeling great about a lot of things, and I think the Ranger broadcast would be less entertaining. I immediately would this if Sam Rosa came out. I would just stay in bed for three days. I would just call out of work. <laughs> I'd be like, "Fuck this! Fuck this world! I hate 2017. Everyone I've ever liked has something against them, and it's killing me." So I mean, uh, one of my favorite singers got it. My favorite streamer just had like uh, uh he came out and on his stream was like crying and he's like, "I cheated on my wife and I won't be streaming anymore." And I was like, "What? This is like my favorite dude. I watch him all the time." And then I was like, I, I just 2017 has been a constant uh, bombardment of, hey, you used to like this person? Here's a great reason not to like them. Uh, Gus Johnson would hurt me, even though recent Gus Johnson hasn't been as good as prime Gus Johnson. But it would just it would taint the memories I have of Gus Johnson being awesome. And I don't want that to happen. Yeah, I don't want to ever not be able to watch. My name is Al Harrington and I get buckets. Or, or Stokely. Stokely is my favorite anything in sports broadcasting. <laughs> just fantastic. <laughs> just, oh my God, Stokely! Just un, un, incredible. I, I, that's another weird sports moment where I remember exactly where I was as that play happened. And I needed to find someone to hug immediately. Not because I gave a shit about the Bengals winning that game. just because Or the Broncos. It was just such electricity from Gus Johnson that I, I needed someone to embrace at that exact time al michaels would kill me that would be yeah. pretty bad that that'd be hard to be honest bill that'd simmons be would, al michaels would be rough bill simmons would murder me i would simmons would kill me simmons would probably Sim- be the only one that i care about simmons i i, I know i said I'd stay in bed for three days for sam rosen don't call me for a month if simmons is something something's wrong with simmons i will freak the fuck out i've been listening to that guy like every week for 10 years it, I, it would be grantland going away but forever yeah i would be like what I, oh man, I can't even picture that. That's like the last yeah. guy this year that hasn't come out, and I really hope he stays pure. Simmons, Simmons would hurt. I really think I, I'd be catatonic if any of the three Met, Met broadcasters went down. Gary Cohen, Keith Hernandez, or Ron Darling. Yeah, I feel I'd, like I'd, Simmons, quit, I'd quit podcasting because I'm. I'd, I would just give up on life. Yeah, I feel like with Simmons though, like the like having listened to him for so long, like I feel like I have a a decent grasp on his persona and how he feels about these kinds of situations. And I just, it would be such a shock if something ever came out about him. Yeah. He's just also the way just he a, talks about the topics. And I think he's just a nerd. Like I, I, I don't think when I think of Bill Simmons, I don't think of someone that spits game. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think Simmons think about the like that. who these people are. These are people who like are executives in power, like use that to, you know, leverage like things with their employees, but he's always been kind of the, other guy he's never been the guy like now with the ringer and you know sort of with grantland he's been the head honcho but for the most part he's always been one of the lower the lower level people yeah um, so i don't really think he would have had opportunities there, like the barry thing that came out was really weird um but i i guess i could see why barry would do something like that nope. the, barry, the weird thing is the barry thing's been out for a while and it's just it the boston globe expo is the reason why it's back in the limelight but it wasn't news that that um, strip club trip as a business outing. I think we've known about that for a while. I just think it, it getting brought up in this atmosphere really highlights everything. And I, I will say this. Look, I'm not, I'm not here to say anyone is uh, guilty of what has been accused against them. But the way ESPN has come out in defense of a guy like John Butchergrass is at least strange. Yeah, releasing There's the text so messages is weird. in his corner that it... Let, let me put it this way. The way ESPN has been in Bucciagrass's corner, I hope he didn't do anything because that's going to be a terrible look for everybody if it comes out that something nefarious happened. It seems like Bucciagrass's deal was he was obviously wrong uh, and he was hitting on girls at work. It didn't work. 
and he was trying to be funny slash really weird slash almost kind of creepy about it. And that was that was his whole deal. The Bouchergras vibe I get is I think he he comes off as like maybe a, a little bit of the dad that's maybe just trying to be too cool. Yeah. Like maybe if he if he ratches it back a little bit, he's the dad that wants to be your friend, not your dad. I've always liked Butcher Gross too, and I literally said we should get him on the podcast. And now it's like, well, okay. It 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 couldn't have been more curiously timed by you. Let me put it that way. Yeah, you know. Then I, I was like, is is this one of your weird jokes? No, it wasn't I'm, a weird joke. I I'm literally woke up. I was like, ooh, Butcher Gross would be a good guest because we were trying to line up guests for the next couple of weeks. And then uh, you were like, dude, are you serious? I was like, yeah, why? What's wrong? <laughs> well, I don't get it. I don't... Google Bouchergrass Boston Globe. And then and I just then I just took my shirt off and sent to everyone pictures. That was it. Uh, um, oh, let, let's, let, let's let's get a little happier. Jeff, you teased something to me that I have not informed Ryan about today. Ooh. You said you have a good new nonsense question. Ooh. Yes. It's not it's not an original of mine. It is from one of my favorite podcasts, KFC Radio from Barstool. Oh, which, yep. Feel whatever you feel about Barstool, but I absolutely love that. That show, I think it's the most honest and funniest show um, out there right now. Uh, but they do get like people calling in with like these type of nonsense questions all the time, and this yeah, is like I've listened one to of my absolute of absolute favorites. So you might, you probably heard this one already. I, I haven't listened in a while. It was really weird when they like let Asa Kira off, and they didn't really talk about it, and then they kind of had to refine themselves. Anyway, we'll only talk oh, about I think now. it's so much better since she left. But okay. that's just that's just a dynamic thing. If you're looking for Asa Kira's opinion on stuff, then you probably listen. I have, I have a lot of opinions on Asa Kira, but we'll get that another day. Okay, um, so it's it's uh, so you you meet a girl, okay, and you find out from her that she's had. Oh, this is time for uh, Grandpa to turn off the podcast. By the way, okay, Grandpa, see you later. We yeah. were cursing a lot before this. Yeah, sorry. It, it, fuck, it, fuck, at shit, this point, shit, fuck shit. At fuck, this fuck, point, fuck. at this what was the last one? At this point, it's on Grandpa <laughs> for people listening. Oops. Okay, so uh, you meet this girl. You find out that she's had um, fifty inches of dick. Okay. <laughs> now, how? All right. How would you divvy that up? Would you want ten five-inch penises? Oh, this is five ten-inch penises. Any combination of size that you want and number of guys. One singular fifty-inch dick. So, so she slept with <laughs> she, she slept with Pokey. I yeah, got it. she no slept with her friend Alex Hurd. Um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, ten fivers. Because I don't, I I no longer think ten is a large number. I really, I'm with Greg on this. I'm like, that's okay. I'm all about empowerment, baby. Get out there. I'm 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 fine with that. So, but why why not go? You know, uh, whatever like, the like, thing we like, tw- like, like, like twenty two and a halfers. Like how, yeah. she's never 12, had twelve any, four and a quarters. I I seem really good at this point. <laughs> like what is the? <laughs> I'm uh. Let let me just. I will say this. I think um. I feel comfortable if a girl I am with has been with five that I, I can I, I can do Pers- better than that. Personal time with Greg. Yeah, I'm just like so, so you're okay with five tens? I'm a, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm I'm worried I'm Greg worried about five, five tens because that's that's a lot of hype to live but up. But also these are these are the only five guys that she knows. Yeah, like that's it. She only knows ten inch dick. <laughs> I, I don't wanna I don't I don't wanna be uh Five and a half men, basically, in that case, then. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm cool with anything. You know what, ladies? Do you? That's really where I'm at. <laughs> Ryan wants 51 inches. 51? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, you're not, if you're not doing 51, we're not hanging out. That's it. That's the way I look at it. Uh, yeah, that's that's a bad question for me. I, yeah, I, I Ryan, Ryan, don't, Ryan don't care. I don't I think care. it just makes you think. You know? I couldn't care less. They'd be like, they could tell me anything. I'm like, yeah, cool. <laughs> I would say I don't care. My, my, my final I, I'm not surprised by any, your reaction to this yeah, at all, Ryan. Yeah, I don't care. My my final react. My final say is uh, any number of guys in the five or five inch or lower category. I'm I'm feeling fine. <laughs> then, uh, congratulations. Duly noted. I, I literally <laughs> couldn't care less. Uh, who would win in a fight, a bear or gorilla? Oh, uh, I saw this the other day. I would probably go gorilla. Everyone's going gorilla. I feel like I'm the only one on bear side. Yeah, I think I, I think it's a gorilla, and again, I, I feel don't like even don't just... even get me started on fucking pandas. They're so fucking they useless. They are pretty useless. Okay, oh, they're, they're the dumbest animals. But it's can like is it is it allowed for the gorilla to like pick up something and hit the bear with it? Uh, no, it's like an empty arena. Okay, I still take the gorilla. Okay, um, gorilla's more gorilla's definitely more agile. 
I, I if you get a bear from the side, what's I, I think? I, like, did we do like a tail of the tape with this? Is one particularly like heavier or stronger than the other? We're just well, doing I think like you have to get you have to get like the most aggressive bear against the most aggressive gorilla. Well, so, like, polar bear would just destroy. It wouldn't even be I, a co- a, a no, I, like, I would I would say like a grizzly versus a silverback. That's fine. Yeah, that's good. Or maybe like a br- uh, brown bear or black bear. I think black bear is the way to go. I, mean, that's I, I, might, I might be leaning towards bear now because I'm I'm starting to think that you know gorillas don't have claws or particularly sharp teeth. They've yeah, but they got they got fucking they're, just they're jacked forearms for days. <laughs> yeah, but you just take one swipe and you with the bear claw, and you cut that that gorilla open. Like I will I will but, also by say the way, like a I... bear a bear doesn't have agility. Like a bear is coming straight at you. Gorilla moves out of the way and just clubs him over the head like a donkey punch. I think the I think the gorilla is in. Uh, we're in the gorilla's cage now. I do want to make a uh, make a note for a minute that we just talked about sexual allegations for ten minutes, and then we talked about, hey, what about a girl who takes ten five ish dicks? <laughs> like, immediately after, Blue Shirts break away everyone. Um, yeah, we have we have no right to really judge it. Again, I, I'm not judging anyone. You, I'm not. You do whatever you want to do. I'm just saying. That was my take look, immediately. Like, listen, yeah, I don't care. I don't really care at all. If any, I, I let me put it this way. I would hope someone would tell anything, us if ever, be, like, besides the grandpa. Tell us if you're offended by anything we talk about. Uh, that'd, be, that'd be great. Definitely, that's definitely happened. Uh, but you know, it's been okay. Um, we get away with it for some reason. That's a, that is an interesting question. I they do a lot of like weird hypotheticals on that show. Um, on yeah. KFC, some some of the ones where like people call in and try to be super funny or kind of awkward. It's too much, right? But, but there's there's been a few good ones. It's too much. And I think that that question will help us get really high profile guests, as we were talking about. You know, I think so. Yeah, I think it's gonna compel us. I mean, if they're not already too intimidated by me being a guest, uh, yeah. Well, you gotta follow like, Jeffy. Really don't fit in here. Yeah. Like, oh, Jeffy. Speaking of Jeff, speaking of you being a guest, we haven't talked about this yet. You've uh, you've become a podcast child yourself. Yeah, but it, it's it's been a real rough go. Um, I had some SoundCloud issues the other day. It only uploaded four minutes of the show, mm. and it's just been tough to get scheduling on on board with both of us and be consistent with it but if there's anything I, we are we're consistent that's the one that's the that's one thing we do one of the things that makes you guys great is like every tuesday or monday night if i'm up late enough i'm listening to you guys and i really do look forward to it. i think you guys are crushing it by the way thank you i think i, I don't want to humble brag or anything but i think the only thing we are is consistent if nothing else bad takes i Bad I will say, Ryan, you have blossomed into an excellent host. You know what? Like, I started out really shitty, so it wasn't the the line chart like pretty. It's easy to go up from where I was. So thank you, though, I appreciate it. But like the transition thing, I think that's awesome. Like your energy and just the way you like ad lib and stuff. You're really just just you know. just working on it. And I, I have to say, and I'm going to blow Greg a little bit. Um, okay. I, I couldn't do without him. Oh, Greg, Greg. I mean, Greg has always been. Great on radio. Yeah. Oh I mean, that's kind of his pedigree. And it really stuff, is. But... Have you seen my face? Perfect. <laughs> it's a face for but radio. I felt so also... shitty. We went on the Knicks tape last week. Both those guys. You mean you guys. They're, you're the same people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. The we are images of you. Uh, we, Greg, went on, we went on Greg's there. t-shirt idea for that Spider-Man meme we, is We, we got to do it. We went on their, their podcast. They came on ours. They're like way more attractive than us. Like not even close. Yeah. Oh my god. Both guys are crazy good looking, and we're like, oh shit. So Jeff, uh, you're you're still a challenge fan, right? You watch a little bit of the challenge. I've I've never watched in like two years. Okay. Do you know who Corey is, though? Yes. Okay. Kyle looks exactly like Corey. Uh, Oh, skeleton. Sorry. Yeah, he looks exactly like Corey. Oh, we should also say Mazeltov to Corey. He just had a baby with a castmate. Oh, hey. Good Fantastic. I love that show. You guys need to get back on it. Right. I need to get back on it. I can't do it. Is Tony still popping out kids with Oh, my God. Show? So many. Um, the last season he was on, he fucked things up with his second almost wife because he got drunk and hooked up with Camilla. Love it. All right. Very I don't know nice. shit about the challenge. Uh, I think we're going to get out of here, uh, unfortunately. Jeff, I, I uh, okay. Let's end with this, Jeff. Are the Devils making the playoffs this year? I'm going to say yes. Okay. That's going to be a no for me, Chet. And then uh, I, let's talk about it really quickly. So you guys will do the, be at the game on Thursday. Maybe, Greg, you do a little bit of Instagram live afterwards. Like, like two minutes? Uh, two minutes? Yeah, sure. Two, yeah, like, like like three minutes. Just like three minute takes of, of the game at the arena. Maybe. Who knows? If, if Jeff's in a good place, maybe we'll do it during intermission. Okay. And then 
I'm going to be at the game on Saturday at the Leafs game, courtesy of one of our original Sick Winners di- listeners, Diana, who might have hung up by now because of the 10-inch dick question. And then uh, I'm going with Drew, who writes for our website, BlueShirtsBreakaway.com. Drew always fucking kills it, nonstop. And then uh, I'll do an Instagram Live there. How about that? How about that? I'm still bummed. I the One of the teams I've been dying to see are the Maple Leafs. You asked me to go. I wanted to go. But it just – it looks so bad for – the Jew in the office to call in sick on Christmas Eve. Yeah, you can't. Do like that. that's not fair. No, it's not. There, fair. there are people who need to spend the holidays with their families, and I'm not going to be the guy who calls in sick on the biggest Christian holiday of the it's, year. It's, it's the not, right thing. Th- to that's do. not going to be. It's not going to be me, dog. It's the right thing to do. Reminder, guys. Uh, thanks, Jeff, for coming on. By the way, are you going to plug anything? Uh, Devil's Advocates podcast. You can search for it on iTunes. It'll be there. Just hit the. <laughs> who, Just... Can, who who uh, who brainchild that name again? Uh, you were one of the suggestions. I already had it, though. Like, I thought of every pun that came with Devils. It's not like you're original by coming up with Devils Advocate. Right, nice job. No, it was, it was definitely me. Okay. I came up with that entire saying. It um, was never even, even in a literary device before I came up with it. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah, you, you invented the term. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Bushwick Breakaway. Uh, please, uh, we have, we're five away, guys. I said at the oh, beginning of the show. Now. We're five away. 64 right now. Reviews on iTunes. Five stars. I'm going to be honest, 60 of them are five stars, four of them are four. What the fuck? Uh, and then, uh, there's, we're five away, though, from reviews. We want to hit 69 this week. You guys can do it. Follow us on Twitter at Blue Break, Instagram, Blue Breakaway for the live streams this week. Go to our website, BlueShirtsBreakaway.com. A lot of cool pieces coming out there. Drew's always killing it. Sean Taggart, who joined the team this week, also killing it. Uh, and look out for our meetup don't, February yep, don't. 15th. February 15th at Beer, Beer Authority, Authority in Midtown. Uh, it, and if you're worried about getting squeezed out, do not worry about it. If we go over 50 people, first of all, I would love to go over 50 Hell people. Yeah. Um, they if can accommodate so many people. They have a rooftop that is covered and heated. So we can we can go as many as we want. You don't have to put any money down. It's you free. don't have to reserve a table. It's literally you, – you could show up and hang out with us and not spend a dime. I don't, I'm sure Beer yeah. Authority doesn't want to hear me say that. Nope. But if you don't want to drink that night, you just want to do water – do it. We're not going to spend a dime. Just, you just watch out. a hockey game with Ryan and I. Yep. We'll be around. And seriously, bug us. We love meeting people. Jeff, you coming? I'll be there. All right. Hot. There you go. All right. Don't uh, even go, go watch a Rangers Islanders game and talk to a Devils fan the entire time. Yeah, exactly. All right. We're out of here. We'll see you guys next week. Sorry if we offended you with the dick question. Not really. Bye. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.